0: center of the universe and the thrive 15.com world headquarters let's go presenting the world's only business school without the bs with optometrist and entrepreneur dr robert Selder, and the forest Hall business administration entrepreneur of the year in your ear clay clark it's the
1: thrive time show three two All right, all right, and all right. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, and it is my pleasure to be here with you. Um, I know that you are some of the mental elites amongst us. You are the kind of person who's decided that you're going to have success in your life. You're not going to let life happen to you. You're going to ordain your destiny, you're going to achieve success, and you're going to do what it takes. And so, inside the box that rocks today, I feel like I'm almost like a babysitter of, 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 of sorts today. We have two very successful entrepreneurs inside the box that rocks, both of which were basically just driving 95 miles an hour to get here on time, or a little bit thereafter. And so, Steve, what was your reason as you pulled up in your Lamborghini just a little bit on time, just right near the near the precipice, near the pinnacle, near the almost not on time zone? What were you doing? How were you? What were you doing here before noon? What what, What was going on there at TLC Mortgage? Well, you know, sometimes
2: in your business you're like the mortgage guy and the IT guy and the desk mover guy and the so that's what I did. Like that's like the most frustrating part of my job is when technology breaks. So that's what I was doing today. And but 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 but,
1: but, but being honest with you, being being frank, being hey, and all and all, all with all due respect, right? That's what you said. With all due respect, right before you slam me, yeah. With all all due respect, (laughs) for the Thrivers, being an entrepreneur, you have to wear a lot of hats. And you guys are closing enough mortgages. I don't know how many mortgages mortgages you have to close. Maybe one or two a year to buy a Lamborghini. Was it two deals a year or is it three? How many deals did you have to close to buy a uh, to buy a Lamborghini? I wanted to have
2: money left over, so I said twenty five.
1: Okay, boom. And now, we have Justin Moore 25. here. He's on the show. He's actually the, the founder, the visionary behind the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. Now, Justin, what were you doing that caused you to be here right in the nick of time? I mean, you had to drive super fast in your big, big truck. How? What was going on down to the wire there?
3: Yeah, so once again, when you have multiple shops, you have a bunch of things going on, and the day just throws you its to-do list, and you've got to put things on hold. So we were actually... Uh, supplying all the shops with uh, this coming month's beer. So each month we have a new uh, beer. We actually have three beers at each shop. And so this month uh, we were getting that out to all all the, the members that we have out there at EICR. Now,
1: if you, are interest, if you have any business questions at all that you want to ask these two guys on the show today, you can text us at 918-851-6920. Again, it's 918-851-6920, we're going to answer any of your business questions. Now, here is a business question that comes from a thriver who says this. They, they say, what is the best way to overcome a hard, no objection when trying to set an appointment from a cold call? What is the best way to overcome a hard, no objection when trying to set an appointment from a cold call? Steve, I'm going to kind of teach the science behind it, and then I would like for you to maybe, uh, you know, share from your own experience why it's so important to not really understand the word no. Is that cool? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Here's the science of it. What happens is the human brain um, can be manipulated, can be coerced, can be... uh, coached whatever to make when you're doing sales you can almost make people feel the way you want them to feel if you understand this thing called the deal wheel steve the deal wheel mm-hmm. gotcha so what you do is when someone says no we're tempted to say yeah but i can do this and if you do that you're done talking your right. conversation's over but if you say you see you suck in air you want to suck in air and It's like you have a dog. Like, you know, I, I at my one time I stayed at my aunt's, my aunt Karen's house. This is Justin's aunt Karen. This would be my kind of a second cousin, aunt Karen, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm staying at her house, you know. And when you're we're walking downstairs in the middle of the night, you can't sleep. You're looking for some water, and you kind of accidentally bump something that falls. Maybe it breaks. Ooh. Maybe it doesn't. You mean to go, and everyone's like, "What did you do? Oh my gosh! What did you do? It's two in the morning. What are you doing? You know, but you." So the first thing is you want to, you want to kind of have that, that sound, like you've stepped on a small animal, like you feel regret. like you And then you say, I could totally appreciate your concern. L- let, me ask, let me ask you, what do you mean by that? So, Steve, Ooh. let's go into the mortgage game, okay? Yeah. So I tell you, okay, or I guess in this case, you're the customer, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can tell me that the rate's too high. Just go ahead and introduce this objection, and let's see mm-hmm. how I deal with well. it. Are you, are you ready to go? Is that your rate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the the rate right now. I mean, what what's what's your main concern by that? I like zero. Zero? Okay. Well, when you say I'm um, zero, I mean over. I mean, uh, and then the, what you do? Is that's you, people
2: say that though. That's why I'm like, like, what did you think it was going to be zero? But
1: what you do is you always want to go. Let me ask you, what do you mean by that? You always want to sort of uh, deal with that objection. Now, after you've dealt with that objection, then you want to say. Okay, so what you're saying is, so let's just pretend that, so let's, let's kind of role play that again. Again, you're kind of frustrated about the rate. I'm going to ask you a leading question, and then kind of play with me here, but, but pretend that you are going to answer the question the way I want you to, because this happens about 75% of the time. You mm-hmm. are a strong-minded wizard, but 75% of people will do it this way. I won't some. try to trip you up. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, so Steve, your rate, when you look you know, the current rate today, it's going to be 4.2%. and uh, So I just wanted to figure out what date you wanted to close. Well, that's really
2: up to my wife. She's got all the uh, moving things planned and all that stuff. I just want to make sure that I'm getting the most competitive rate available.
1: Well, when you say competitive rate, what, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, I just I don't want to pay more than I should. Okay. Well, I can appreciate that. And, you know, most of the clients that we work with today uh, once felt exactly the way that you did. And what they found was that TLC Mortgage... We're committed to having a long-term relationship with you and not a short-term win because we know people have got Facebook, they have email, they can reach each other. I mean, it's, it's a word of mouth culture now. It's so easy to tell people, hey, I was hosed over. Hey, I had a great experience. Hey, I was. So we want to do right by you. And I'm telling you right now, this rate is absolutely the lowest we can do. And what I want to do is, I want to set up a time to meet with you and your wife, so we can answer any of the questions that you guys have before the rates go up. Because right now, government spending is, you know, at a crazy all-time high. We got a, what, the 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 what is it? The national debt's almost twenty trillion. Is it twenty yeah. trillion? It's, it's almost twenty trillion dollars. And eventually, those interest rates are going to have to come up to, to curb inflation. So, when's a good time for you guys to meet? I don't need to meet if you can just get it locked. Yeah, let's lock it in right now. I don't right want now. it to go up. But the point is, the, point, the, the concept here, Mr. Thriver, who asked this question is, one, you want to suck in air, and you want to say, so, so, so what's your main concern? And you've got to sound concerned, because you are concerned. Yeah. And then they're going to tell you, and you have to say, you know, I can totally appreciate that. Let, let me ask you, what, what you know, and you want to get them talking, and then right. you want to come in and say, well, you know, you're exactly right. In fact, most of the people that we work with felt exactly the way you feel. So people don't feel alone with their feelings. Mm-hmm. And what they found is – so, Justin, I want to ask you this. The elephant in the room, I want to ask you this, and I want to ask you this, Steve, too. What percentage of – I mean, it's hard to give you a percentage, but I guess what what uh, percentage of the members that are now happy members that come into you and say, man, I love the elephant in the room. I love that place. What percentage of them maybe had some initial objections and or questions about your membership before they decided to sign up for your membership program?
3: Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, I would say – uh, roughly, our current members, maybe ten to fifteen percent, I agree with that, are coming back for the second time, and maybe the the first experience, you know, maybe someone was having a bad day, and and they needed to move on from a company, and so it wasn't a true representation of elephant in the room and what we do and our haircut experience. So we actually target these guys, and invite them back in, and uh, so quick
1: deal. They maybe gone, they maybe went to a different hair hair place. They were not happy. And so they they decided to you know what I'm not happy with my current hair location so I'm going to go to a different hair service provider I'm going to I'm going to try it one time they try it they like it but they were kind of not in the mindset to sign up for a membership so you've invited them out back a second time is that what you're saying
3: There we go yeah yeah so uh, I said majority of guys their first visit you know our members they come in the first visit you know 85 to 90% sign up mm. first visit and then that 10 to 15% it may take them more than one visit. And so we wanna invite them back in, uh, give them a crazy good offer, have them experience that environment, maybe a, a new grooming professional or a different location, you have three locations, and um, you know, we just ask them then, hey, what would keep you from signing up today? And you just go straight at them.
1: Here's what I have discovered: is if you go out, on, if you go out on the limb, that's where the fruit is. If you hung, if you kind of cling to the tree, and you, you just say, "I don't want to get rejected," "I don't want to fall," She's "I don't want someone to no, say no, the no," then you're not going to convert a lot of, of people to buy something. I've got and something for you. Clay. So now, Steve, you you you're you're a uh, a top performing mortgage producer. I've worked with other mortgage companies in the past. You know, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I worked with worked with other companies. Currently, I have the the honor of working with you, but. So many uh, mortgage uh, professionals fear rejection, right. so they won't ask for the clothes. They won't try to overcome an objection. But I know that you sincerely believe that TLC, Total Lending Concepts, is the best mortgage solution. I know that Justin sincerely believes that the elephant in the room is the best men's grooming lounge uh, a solution out there, the best men's grooming experience, the best men's haircut experience. So I know both of you are 100% committed to making it the best and I see the work that both of you do behind the scenes to make it the best, a little extra oomph. So when you're talking to somebody and they object and they say, you know what, Steve, I don't think you're the right fit. How do you process it? What's going on in your head? And then what's kind of your tip?
2: Well, I, a couple of things. First of all, sometimes people aren't a good fit. And, and, and it's a great thing to be able to recognize as a company that you're not a good fit. Because why do you want to chase after a customer and try to f- smash them. You know, it's the round, it's the square peg in the round hole kind of thing. Now, I'm also a sales guy, right? So I'm like, everybody fits. I got to do their mortgage, right?
1: Everybody fits, baby. But here's
2: the thing that I see happening a lot. And and I actually read this in a book or saw it some So this isn't original stevecurrington.com here, but people treat complaints as objections. They do it all the time. Let
1: people me- treat complaints as objections. Yeah.
2: So let me give you an example go to the Apple store, and people go in there, and here's what they do. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Nine hundred dollars for an iPhone Seven? Nine hundred dollars? This is ridiculous. This you guys. is ridiculous. This is highway robbery. Highway robbery. I would like two of them. Mm. So it's a complaint, and so you go down this whole rabbit trail of like, well, I understand your concern. And they're like, I'm just complaining, you know. And we do the same thing with rates. Well, rate, well, the rates four and a quarter. Yeah, that's what rates are, man. I mean, go look it up. That I mean, I, I legally I'm so regulated that I can't hose you. But if I wanted to, I can't even charge you a higher interest rate if I wanted to, my phone's going off. Sorry folks. So people, I think as salespeople, we do that. So we're taking, somebody's just complaining like, oh man, but so to do your membership, I, I have to like sign up and give you like a card. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how we collect it every month. So it's a complaint as they're pulling their card out of their wallet. And so just, I would encourage you to be careful not to Try to overcome an objection that isn't actually an objection, because sometimes it's not.
1: Now, Thrive Nation, I want to make sure we're, we're, we're get, you're getting the answer that you have requested. You, you've, you've obviously taken time out of your schedule to text in 918-851-6920, 918-851-6920. And the question was, what is the best way to overcome a hard no objection when trying to set an appointment from a cold call? And Steve, I'm requesting permission from you to, to go off just a little bit. Okay. I sincerely believe, and I've worked with you for a long time, I believe that your business is the best mortgage solution in Tulsa. Do you, do you agree that you're the best? Yes. Justin, I mean, do you believe that your men's grooming lounge is the best place to get a haircut if you're a dude? Hands down. Woo! Okay, so here's the deal. You, <laughs> step one, you have to make sure that your product is the best. You've got to do whatever you have to do. The experience, the sight, the sound, the smell, the logo, the brand, the ambiance—everything that needs to be improved. You've got to ask yourself today: Am I the best? And if you're not you the met best, met that
3: guy that doesn't think his product's the best. Or is oh, working, absolutely. Working for the you know, he's not the owner, maybe, but it's it's sad.
1: If you have not, if you've not got to a place where you've taken your product to that next level, where you are the best then that's what you need to invest time in, is making your product the best. But if it is the best, then you have to understand that the average person says yes only after their second objection. So the first time they're going to say, I don't know if it's for me, I have a question about price, I have a concern about the overall uh, availability of your team, I have a... But if you are so convinced that your product is the best, that you're willing to push through the nose, then you're going to have massive success. Stay tuned. More answers to questions from Thrivers Get like you at showcom
0: My name is Newt Wright. I am uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm with Farmers Insurance. I heard it uh, through my uh, mentor and coach, uh, Clay Stairs. I've learned uh, so far um, the different uh, systems to uh, implement in my business and how um, systems um, that are scripted can uh, really be repeatable and uh uh, learned by anybody. I would describe the overall uh, Thrive uh, workshop as uh, an excellent uh, experience uh, with the knowledge that Clay possesses and the ability to uh, interact during the workshop uh, to where um, we'll be able to uh, take it back to our business and be able to implement it. It is a different world uh, than um, anything that you've probably experienced. It's. It's upbeat. It's uh, it has a different energy um, that really is um, contagious, and uh, it, it's just an experience that has to be uh, uh, witnessed. Clay's uh, teaching style is uh, one of humor and uh, and knowledge. Um, he he really likes to. Uh, um, State um, the facts that in and where he um, obtains those facts, and he gives uh, examples throughout of of where it has worked um, in different businesses and 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 how he's implemented them, and they've uh, become tried and true. The interaction uh, level is uh, it's just you're able to uh, you're very engaged uh, with him. He he brings you into the. Uh, the, the teachings and it's it's where it's almost like you're the only one there that he's teaching you're missing the systems it's ideas that aren't new but uh, it's the ways to uh, to impl- implement them into your your business um, it's he just puts it in a way that you feel like you can be confident coming out of here and knowing that you're going to be able to um, Accomplish whatever you'd like to accomplish um, in your business. Clay doesn't try to upsell anything. He's, uh, you can, by the end of it, you believe that uh, he is really just trying to help you grow your business. You feel like he is part of your business because that's his main goal is to uh, help you out. And that's kind of how you kind of what you take away from this uh, workshop is. Someone that is really trying to make your um, goals uh, a reality. It's I would recommend it because it's just a unique um, experience and and one that you really feel like you're going to uh, gain something out of it. You, it's going to help you um, reach your goals.
4: Nine,
1: Thrive Nation. I want to get just a little bit deep with you because I will tell you as an entrepreneur, uh, it can feel very alone if you're not careful. Um, and I'll just give you an example. For my business career, um, I started DJ Connection and I stuttered as a kid. So when you when you stutter, if you're listening right now, I, I, I sense that somebody in our listening audience... Um, maybe you stuttered, maybe you had a hard time uh, with a physical disability or something. But what will happen is when I stuttered, I was like you know, 12 years old, and I was still stuttering conversations. I would try to talk to somebody, and I couldn't quite say what I wanted to say. And what will happen is people will then make fun of you. So then you don't want to be made fun of, so you begin to kind of look within, and you begin to sort of put your head down, and you begin to sort of avoid people. Well, about the age of 13, 14, I felt very confident in speaking. And so my move was anybody that uh, um, ever attacked me, uh, Ryan Brace, I'm so sorry, um, but anybody who ever attacked me or even attempted to attack me, I remember I moved to Minnesota, and I'm in the cafeteria, and this kid, Ryan Brace, he steps on my shoes, and I was just learning to communicate effectively. I didn't stutter anymore, and I've been made fun of my whole life, and I'm like, did you step on my shoes? And he said, yeah, I did. I said, I want an apology. He said, I'm not going to apologize, and I just knocked him out, <laughs> and that was my move, was like, this is what you do, because... The thing is, is that like if you go through a hard time, right, and you, you have to – if you're getting beat up, you have two options. Either one, you sort of rise up and you become sort of like, you know what, I'm going to prove everybody wrong and I'm going to fight for every inch. Or you sort of just take the beatings and you just sort of lay there and you just take the – you just sort of take what you're given. And in the world of entrepreneurship, if you take what you're given, you understand you're given nothing. Right. Your competition won't give you anything. The market won't give you anything. And so what happens is you wake up one day and you say, I've got to become a fighter. And every entrepreneur that I've ever met is a fighter. And so when you email and you text in these questions to 918 851 69200 let me repeat that one more time. It's 918-851-6920. That's 918-851-6920. When you text in those 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 questions, we have like a, a, a compassion, a focus Every one of us inside the box that rocks. I mean, Steve Currington from Total Ending Concepts, uh, Justin Moore, founder of Elephant in the Room, myself, Clay Clark, uh, former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. We've all been there. We get it. We empathize. And even though I want to keep the show light and fluffy, I want to make sure that you understand I get you. We get you. So here's the next question, and uh, I want to start with Justin on this one. He says, what's the best way to keep my sales team motivated while they make sales calls what's the best way to keep my to, to keep my sales team motivated while they make sales calls uh, justin i mean you obviously have a call center the calls at elephant in the room you care so much about the experience you won't let the phone ring on the floor so while i'm getting my haircut i'm not going to be interrupted by a stylist saying hey let me get that phone real quick so talk to me how do you keep your sales team
3: motivated in a call center environment so we do have a call center dedicated to EITR, just answering uh, questions, booking appointments for our three locations. Now, most people, uh, they struggle just getting out of bed, finding the motivation you know, maybe to go to the gym or just get out of bed and, and put that smile on, you know. And so let alone to get them to call a stranger, um, you know, and and offer them a service can be a challenge. So you've got to, one, um, have someone that emotionally get people Um, charged and get them amped up right but we are huge on goals and goal setting and so if it's uh, a a number of calls per day or bookings per day and then you have a reward with that as well so that's incentive based you find the right person that fits in that environment that wants to grow because if I'm not if my employees aren't growing my company's not growing Uh, so just the the words of affirmation telling someone I believe in you and then holding them accountable to the personal goals that we set for them.
1: Now, you have seen the call center at DJ Connection at the Apex when there's like 12 dudes, nine dudes rocking, phones are ringing constantly, everyone's selling something. Uh, can you kind of explain to the thrivers what the atmosphere is like in a call center that's fully rocking? Because you've seen it when I used to own DJ Connection, what that's like. Can you kind of explain what that atmosphere should feel like?
3: Yeah, so there's a buzz in the air. There's definitely, you know, you can hear the money be made, right? Right. And it was, I don't know how many guys we had, 15, 20 guys. It it was all guys. And so, but we were more of like aggressive, (laughs) like in your face, like I'm taking your money, like in your face, like, you know, and we tally the board, all that stuff. How many, how many leads we got and how many we closed and it's percentages, you know, it, it was, I can relate to maybe sports, you know, at the end of the day, you got a winner and a loser. And so, it was like who's buying me lunch today, um, you know, and so that environment it may not work everywhere, but um, w- with that group of guys, it-, it was intense, and ultimately we were all going to win in in with big paychecks. So here is the deal, Thrivers. I'm going to give you a specific uh, four specific action
1: items that you can implement if you're going to run a successful call center. This is just four moves that you can do, and it, it works every time. So you got to do it. One is have a quota for what every person should do per day the number of calls they need to do per day. Now, Steve, can you talk to me about what happened? Because you've seen it. I mean, you, you, the, the, the problem is so many people see the success that you're having, mm-hmm. and they will reach out and go, I want this success. And you tell them what to do, and they say, I want to do what I need to do to become successful. But when they don't have a quota, they sort of just drift. Can you talk to me about the importance of setting a quota, a, number, a set number of calls to make per day? Yeah, so...
2: It's interesting because if you and we just actually kind of experimented this with this recently. But if you let someone like set their own quota of what they think they can do, boy, versus telling them what the standard is, it's it's crazy. So in in our (laughs) because it doesn't happen. So here's what happened. I can make X number of calls a day. Well, then they hit 15% of that. You're like, well, what happened? I thought you said you could make X number of calls a day. Well, then I, I had this and like, well, I was updating this and I was doing this and I was doing this and what it comes down to. And I, I've had lots of people that work for me. I've had lots of salespeople, lots of people that have done everything from just call leads that had no experience in the mortgage business to, yep. to experience mortgage people. And here's what it comes down to. You just have to do it like whatever it is. You just have to do it. And if you don't have a goal of a thing that you're trying to get to, then you're not going to reach anything.
1: I remember I hired a guy years ago who worked at Taco Bell. I hired a guy years ago who worked at Research. I hired a guy years ago who I met that um, had zero sales experience. Three guys come to my mind. And with the call quota, it's just bottom line. You have to hit this number, and if you don't, you're gone. Right. Now, the second thing, this is kind of the yin and the yang. You have to be a mentor. And I know Justin does a very good job of this. I've seen him do this. But management today... Is mentorship, and we can have a whole show about this. But the the percentage of Americans that don't have a father, that don't have a mentor, that don't have a trainer, that don't have an apprentice, that don't have anybody providing to them and a standard of excellence, is massive. And so when we come back, I'm gonna we want to talk about this because I see Justin do this. He'll pull these these young men aside. He'll pull these young teammates aside at the elephant in the room, and he'll invest a ridiculous amount of hours into mentoring people but he doesn't like you know have to like rearrange his schedule it's more of like when he goes somewhere people will shadow him and he realizes hey I have a call quota but I also have to mentor these guys they have to know that I care and I think that today given the current state of affairs where the average person doesn't have both a mom and a dad they grew up with the average person doesn't have a mentor in their life mentorship Absolutely is what we call management. You can't manage people today without mentorship. The people who you manage won't look up to you. They won't listen to you. They'll push back from you unless they view you as a source of wisdom. And I know that's why I love working with Doctor Zellner because he knows so much more about about business than everybody else. And it's just like, and he also knows so much more about life. And I love asking him about questions and, and what ways to get better in efficiencies. And that is what it's all about. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the tips for running an effective call center. Stay tuned, thrivetimeshow.com.
5: My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is the Mocha Butterfly. And I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine. And I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me, you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, getting. I need to step it up a lot more, and and the. Uh, Just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me, and it's just very relatable. And so, for me, I am having a, a ball like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had. I had butterflies, literally, (laughs) butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, The people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of a model. um, like I said, it's it's a, it's a more of a casual environment, it's not stuffy and professional, you know, like it's professional but it's not stuffy professional, there is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style, love the presentation, uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's gonna help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me. But if for if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here, and that like I you know I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
1: Welcome back to The Thrive Time Show, where we pride ourselves on showing you specifically what you need to do to start or grow a successful company. Um, I don't have a whole lot of interest in giving you vagaries. I don't want to give you uh, random tips. I don't want to give you things that don't work. I want to I interview people inside the box that rocks, that know what they're doing, and that do it. I mean, bottom line, success is not that complicated. If you'll study a goat, greatest of all time, study a goat, greatest of all time, find somebody who is the greatest of all time or the best that you know or someone who's at the peak of their profession, study them, then they're going to show you the way. And so we had a Thriver who texted us at 918-851-6920, 918-851-6920. And they asked this question. They said, what's the best way to keep my sales team motivated when they make cold calls? Well, tip number one is you want to have a quota. For a set number of uh, productivity or action items that people need to take, uh, period, the the number that you're going to put up with, the number you're going to tolerate, your bottom line, you have to accept what you... Work with me. You have to expect what you accept. So if you expect a big number, but you expect a small number, then that's a weird deal. So whatever that you are accepting as, okay, that's okay, then you have to expect that to become the the new default. People, as a general rule, fall... To their level of accountability, they fall to their level of preparation, and so we said. Tip number one is you have to have a quota. Tip number two is you have to mentor people. Justin, founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, that many of you Oklahomans know about. Justin, how big of a role has mentorship? And I mean, I know, I know, I know you've mentored people that have screwed you over. You've mentored people that have uh, not taken the high road. You've mentored people that have gone to become your um,
3: unsuccessful competitor
1: but talk to me about mentorship and how big of a role is it for you and how how do you try to mentor your team
3: yeah so uh, Ziegler said if I help enough people reach their goals I'll achieve my goals and so part of my process is if if you want to come to work at EITR at any of our positions, you have to want to grow, and I found that most people just grow ten percent, and they're they're like, "I'm good, I'm happy," you know. Um, well, I don't want to grow my business just ten percent. So, um, with the the mentorship slash run of EITR, you know, letting people know that. Uh, they have, we have the tools, the resources to grow them, you know, and, you know, like you mentioned our call center, uh, teaching people the ability to ask questions to solve problems and mm. it puts more on them and less on the person they're talking to, to resolve those problems or figure out problems.
1: I think you do a very good job teaching communication. Um, it's amazing to me, but many of the people that will apply for a job at the elephant in the room are good people. I believe God has a plan for their life and they don't know how to shake a hand. Um, they weren't taught how to greet somebody. Right? I mean, what, I, was, you just, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I if was, you would guess out of a hundred people that come in, yourself included, they, they apply for a job. How many of them were not taught how to shake a hand or to greet
3: somebody in a non awkward way? Ten to fifteen percent know how to greet. The the rest of the the eighty five percent don't know how. And I'm talking about posture, communicating eye contact. And now I'll, this is an example I give, it's mm-hmm. like me in high school, right? I, I barely passed. I'd tell teachers I'm not going to show up, but I need to see because I need to play baseball and i'm gonna you know on your multiple choice test i'll be the first one done because i'm gonna do a all the way down and i'll be the first one done and i want why did i it was first and done i wanted to over and done as quick as possible because it was awkward it made me uncomfortable reading the questions i knew i was gonna get it wrong so it's like the same thing with someone's shaking a hand and that was me at 26 years old i didn't know how to shake someone's hand look them in the eye these are things that you just is your parent going to teach you is society going to teach you you know and, and neither in most cases and so when you have these people going out looking for jobs and they don't know how to greet someone. So here's what I do, and I, and Steve, you might think I'm mean,
1: Justin, you might think I'm mean. My whole thing is, I look at everybody who comes in, and I look at the, I look at them as though they have a post-it note on their face that says, "Don't be mad at me." My parents did a bad job. I look at them, and every single person I see, I said, "Don't." I, I mean, I'm telling you, this is what I've taught myself. I see a post-it note on their face saying, "Don't be mad at me." My parents did a bad job. And I try my best to expose them to the knowledge. I try to teach them. I try to coach them. And if they choose not to do it, I move on. And some of my most successful people, I remember one of my sales guys, I talked to him one day and I pull him aside and I said, hey, this is back when I owned DJ Connection. And I said, uh, it's kind of a sad story, but I pulled him aside and I said, hey, um, when your dad was talking to you about being a man and being consistent, um, I was a younger business owner. I was like 25 what did he teach you and this is a guy who's like 24 and he goes uh i grew up homeless and i didn't have a dad Mm. and i said so what uh um did your mom teach you he said um she was on drugs and was usually passed out and i said um i have nothing to say right now i don't i don't know what to tell you but here's what we have to do and it blew my mind i remember talking to one guy and i said hey 'Cause I have five kids and the idea of not being a dad and, and responding to their phone calls or being there for them on the weekends or talking to them or sitting down with them and it's just foreign to me. I would I would I'm there my kids are like my number one. It's like my my, my God, you know, is number one, you know, faith, then my family, my wife, and then my kids. I mean that's that's kind of the order there. And this guy I said, Hey man, you've got you cannot talk to people that way. And I said, you know, I remember this going, so did what your dad show you about this? He goes, my dad was in prison my entire life. And I'm going, what? Well, if you look up the statistics, I encourage you to look this up right now. There's a group called the um, National Fatherhood, or you can look up statistics. There's Focus on the Family has some statistics. But the majority of kids today do not have a father in the home. The 40, majority. 40%, 40%.
3: It's
1: not good. It's not good. And I when I, when I said the majority of... Um, I guess I'm referring to the, the the suburban areas where you have like Chicago, you have Tulsa, you have Novembergan the of the country out in the rural areas. Um, you're correct, the whole totality of the country is about 40%. But it's it's sad. It's not good. Oh yeah. And so you have to look at people as though, "Hey, I, I, my parents did a bad job. Could you please help me?" But then you, but you also have to make a profit, right? So move number three is you have to have a whiteboard where people where you tally up their stats or a spreadsheet. Now Steve, why at the end of the day do you have to track the results of the representatives? no matter what background they come from, why do you have to track it on either a spreadsheet or a whiteboard or something you can see?
2: My mentor taught me what that employees respect what you inspect. Ooh. And so if you if there's no way for you to measure or for you to inspect their work, then did you make a hundred calls today? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, sure did. Well, so we have a, we have a, a phone system that I can hit enter and pull someone's calls and I can listen to a call. I can. I can tell you how many outbound calls they made, how many incoming they accepted. Can you
1: tell me an awkward moment recently where maybe you looked at the call log and you discovered that a different thing was happening than what maybe the call rep was saying was happening?
2: <clears throat> yeah, and that's how I measure it. I have someone submit their numbers. Okay, of cool. what here's their call sheet of what they say because it's an integrity thing. How many calls did you? You had a hundred. How many did you make? Mm. Well, so they put on there, I made a hundred and two. And if I go pull the report. And they actually made 120, this happened today, made 120.
1: Made more than they said.
2: Than winning, right? Boom. But if I pull it and it says they made 60, then it's a problem. So then the question then becomes, why did you fill out a call sheet that said you made 100 calls when you only
1: made 60? Now, the next move, Thrivers, is you have to have a kick and a hug for every position. A kick and a hug, a carrot and a stick. You have to have some sort of bonus, hey, you're doing a great job, you you earned this. Hey, you're doing a bad job. This is what happens. There has to be a consequence because in life, there's a consequence. But in business, sometimes we create these sort of socialist um, hockey teams. Socialist hockey teams? What are you talking about? My son played hockey. And I remember I went to one of the games and I'm like, hey, you know, how are we doing here? You know, I'm watching the parents. I'm going, hey, there's a game playing before my son's game. And I said, are you guys winning? I mean, what's the score? And the guy says, oh, we don't keep score. You know, the kids are six. You know, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We want to just keep score. Yeah, we all win. It's more about participation. And so you want to make sure you have a kick and a hug, otherwise people are going to drift. And if you don't believe me, then uh, maybe you're a socialist. But it's incredibly boring to watch your kids play sports like this. Stay tuned, Thrive Time Show. We're going to teach you everything you've ever needed to know about running a call center. Kaboom.
6: My name is O'Neal Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sherita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside so we walked to the building and when you get inside you almost feel like there's like a, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people say hello, and then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective, it's also endearing though, because he's, he's very comical, he'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny, but he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening, and then when it's bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences, and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is is mostly uh, Clay will will give you information that you need to know but then he also opens it up for questions so there's always this um, question and response type of situation and then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. To jump into a business and think that you know everything is... Um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's it's wonderful. And I think uh, you you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is. I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need.
1: Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And I'm telling you what, many people out there, according to Forbes, 57% of you out there want to start a business. And if you've ever wanted to start a business, I've got two pieces of good information for you. Uh, One, we have our in-person Thrive Time workshops. And because of some of the venture capital partners that we work with, it's now available on a scholarship page. Plan as well as a satisfaction guarantee. So, this past one we had, it's 100% full. Everybody's there, it's packed out. Um, but everybody also is coming there knowing that, hey, there's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And oh, by the way, if you can't afford the ticket price, you can attend these things for free. I mean, so it's a thing, you say for free? What? Yeah. I mean, so it's a deal where, like, we want to give you a hand up and not a hand out. there's some certain qualifying questions they have to ask to see if you're the right fit but there's nobody listening whether you have $10 in your pocket or you have the full ticket price we want to help you out and um, it's so rare that you have an organization where a guy like Dr. Zellner is 100% behind you um, in favor of you he's doing whatever he can do to help you have success in the world of business and I encourage you to check it out also you can text us now at 918 851 any business question that you ask we're going to answer and when i say we we're going to have great guests on like steve currington steve for people who don't do not know who you are can you kind of explain who you are and what you do professionally speaking i am
2: stevecurrington.com and i do home loans
1: a lot of home loans. Apparently,
2: I do, I do the mortgage.
1: All the guys in the office are excited that you're driving a, a, a you know Lamborghini. It's sort of a thing now. Everyone's talking about it. It's sort of like you've motivated. You've created an aspirational culture by just driving a Lamborghini. So I want to know. I mean, how many mortgages do you have to sell to buy a Lamborghini? Is it is it two? Is it seven? I mean, how many how many minutes a week do you have to work to buy a, to drive a Lamborghini? It's my dad's. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> that's my, that's
2: the joke. It's like, is that your dad's? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, it is. Uh, You got to close a lot. Here's the thing. I like that you say motivation because people are like, well, man, I can't believe that. How do you afford that? I don't. I just go get it. You know, you just got to go figure it out, right? You just, hey, there's a lot of people that maybe don't have one. A lot of people that will never go do that, even regardless of the amount of money. Maybe dark. I don't know. Maybe even if you have the money, you want to
1: I mean, Dr. Z drives the Porsche. You know, he drives yeah. the Porsche. He also has the uh, Land Rover. He doesn't talk about his vehicles, but he's, he, he owns an auto auction where he sees cars. You know, you know that one of Oprah's cars was actually sold at his auto auction? True story. One of right. Oprah's Bentleys came through there. He likes cars. He's a, he's a car guy. So I think secretly he's excited about your recent car purchase.
2: But you're right. It is a good motivator for people, right? But most people, in my opinion, or in my experience, I should say, aren't willing to do... I mean, it's cool, right? To, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get there, right? Because mm. it just takes time and effort, and that's what it is. I mean, look, I believe you can own anything you want. You just have to go do it, you know? And that's what a lot of people want to talk about it, talk about it, talk and about it, And so we
1: it. have a Thriver that texted us. They said, what's the best way to keep your sales team motivated while they make cold calls? And we told them, one, you have to have a quota, okay? Mm-hmm. A set number you hold your team accountable to. Two, you have to provide the mentorship. They have to actually know that you care. Three, you have to have either a whiteboard or a spreadsheet, some way that you track the numbers, because people know that you only measure what you treasure. They only they, they, they know that they're only going to respect, as you said, what you inspect. Now, mm-hmm. move number four is you have to have a kick and hug, which means there has to be some sort of bonus, some sort of carrot and stick. I mean, bottom line, nobody out there, including you, the Thriver, and me, what? I thought you cared. No, I do not care about anything. P- work with me on this. In the world of business, I care about nothing that is not a win-win. So as an example, a member of our team, Justin, maybe you can relate to this. A member of our team came up to me at thrive15.com. and They said, hey, we should recycle. And I said, we probably should. We should probably oh, reduce yeah. oh, carbon yeah. emissions. We should probably, probably there's a whole should. lot of things we should do. I probably mean, walk to work. This is walk to work. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I have a busy schedule. So if you want to own the concept of doing that, then that's okay. Right. You can do that. And you can do it. and if and if you do it, then that's that's great. But here's the thing is, if you start if you start the recycling program, every day you don't do it, I'm going to d- deduct from your check, you know, $50 a day. Because I don't want to start something that doesn't get done. You know, so every day you don't do the, the do the jobs, the tasks, I'm just going to take $50 out of your check. No stress. And the person goes, I don't know if I want to do it now. Well, So so you wanted to do it, but... Good idea. When you had to be consistent, you didn't want to do it. Right. No, I want to be consistent. Okay, then then you'll never pay a $50 fine because you're going to do it every day, right? Well, and I said, see, that's what having a business is like. You see, you don't understand diligence. Diligence is the steady application of effort. Every day I wake up and I think about elephant in the room. Can we be top in Google? What do we need? I'm, I'm I'm telling you, it's on my daily checklist every day. What do I need to do to be top in Google for Elephant in the Room? That's on my list. Why? Because it's something that I'm, I'm. it's it benefits me. It's a business I'm involved in. I do the same thing with Thrive. I do the same thing with Steve Carrington at Total Lending Concepts. I think about what can we do today to make it the best. I don't want to be a part of losing. You know how stressful it is to have a consulting client or someone you work with or a partner or a business you're involved in that's not winning that's terrible for me as an alpha who wants to perform it's it, it doesn't work and so you have to have a kick and a hug because justin you're you at this point in your life you're motivated by 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 the win you want to win but talk to me about why you have to have a kick and a hug because there's like 80 you know there's almost 80 employees at elephant in, elephant in the room at this point
3: why do you have to have a kick oh that doesn't feel very good and a hug so so i mentioned you know five years in three shops 80 employees And I couldn't do it on my own. So we definitely have amazing staff of people, but one, they wanted to grow. They were too eager to hear feedback. They could they could take that feedback without crying and weeping. And, you know, so the kick and the hug. So a lot of times, instead of telling employees what they need to do, I like them to figure out and problem-solve on their own because they're growing. So I ask them questions instead of telling them and and say, how did that make you feel when your fellow, you know, teammate, staff member showed up late or called in sick and you had to work their shift or, you know, would you want them on your team? You know, how would you handle that call? You know, so for example, um, we've we've got... um, uh, two, two things going on. Um, we have a, a plethora of hats and jackets at our shops. A plethora. A plethora. Now, uh, two questions here. Is it the client's fault that they forgot to remember to, to leave with their hat and jacket? Or is it the employee's fault that they forgot to remind them? Mm. So I tell them, take responsibility. It's on your shoulders, not their ability to communicate.
1: Now, here's an example that I do in my businesses when you talk about a carrot and a stick. Uh, uh, a kick and a hug. John Kelly's one of our teammates, and he gets paid based upon getting things done. And John is a doer. He thinks this is the best system in the world. So many weeks, you know, he can make $2,000 a week, $2,500 a week. There's been a couple weeks where we made $3,000 a week. But John is, he goes, wow, if there is a kick and a hug, if I get paid based upon my results, I like this game. This is a fun game. So I if I do something, I get paid more. Wow. Other people say, I don't like that. I mean, that seems so cruel. I mean, so at our at our job at Make Your Life Epic, my consulting company, we do PR and marketing for companies all over Tulsa. Basically, if your logo and your branding's terrible, we help you do your marketing, your video, that kind of thing. And then over time we realized we don't have the ability to scale that, which is why Dr. Z and I teamed up to build Thrive15.com, which is now the world's most affordable. And uh, best business coaching program. I mean, we offer you an entire team of graphic designers, photographers, videographers. Salespeople, recorded calls, scripting, uh, content writers, business coaching—everything for less money than you would spend on a barista. It's like having a team of business ninjas uh, for less money than you would spend on hiring a barista full time. And so we've we've built that that team, but that culture is all based on the merit-based pay, meritocracy. If you're a business owner and you don't wow the customer, they don't come back. Steve, talk to me about kick, the kick and the hug of being a mortgage professional. I mean, obviously, if you don't close any loans, you don't make any money, man.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and
2: I think that um, it's just our almost like our culture now—the entitlement of you, like you said, it's not their fault that their parents didn't teach them. There's just, oh, absolutely. And and I've got a thing that I say with I've got to leave people better than I found them, right? And sometimes every I think everybody—not sometimes, but everybody needs a kick in the pants once in a while. And everybody needs a hug. But I think for me, I just did this today with somebody. I, I had to tell them, look, the got a minutes are killing me. Like, got a minute? No, I don't got a minute. My door was closed and locked. So why do you think I had it closed and locked? Because I'm busy. I did got he stuff. pick the lock? No, it's just bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, what? You know? And so then the hug is, I took him to lunch, sat mm-hmm. down with him, told him I appreciate him, told him how they... Uh, they do good work, but here's the boundary. Like, we've got to have some boundaries, and we've got to have some some things. And it's the same thing with production. The kick and the hug is, you didn't make your calls.
1: Here's the kick. Now, we have Thrivers right now who are texting us. Uh, and again, the number is 918-851-6920. 918-851-6920. Get into the conversation. Don't just watch it happen but get into it you can text us 918-851-6920 we have a thriver who writes what's the best proven system to gain customer referrals i have a a proven method for this when we come back it's cited by harvard and i think it's going to blow your mind what's the proven way to gain referrals i'm going to teach you when you come back stay tuned to the thrive time show on your radio
7: Sam Parker.
8: Okay. I'm Karina Parker.
3: And we live here in town.
8: Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, You know the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be.
9: The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands on. Um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are.
8: There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated then something's wrong with you because it's all over the walls. Uh,
9: He's very funny, uh, like a comedian but at the same time he wants you to learn and so if you have any questions he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you.
8: He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he's being real. He doesn't care about offending people. Yeah,
4: he just wants to help you.
8: (laughs) So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, What we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away.
5: All
1: right, Thrivers, we have many of you texting us now. You've caught the fever. You understand that when you text in a question, we actually answer the question, kind of a profound thought. When you text us, we respond. And the text message just came in hot. It says, what's the best proven system to gain customer referrals? Okay, there's this thing called the net promoter score. And I encourage everybody to Google this real quick. It's called the net promoter score. Justin, our, our partner, um, Jonathan Barnett here, You know, he's the founder of Oxyfresh. He is obsessed with the net promoter score. He talks about it all the time, but the net promoter score was a system that was initially identified there at Harvard. And what it says is the net promoter score is a management tool that can be used to gauge the loyalty of a firm's customer relationships. It serves as an alternative to the traditional customer satisfaction research and claims to be correlated with revenue and growth. Bottom line, when people are wowed, they'll tell somebody about it now. So here's an example. Steve, you are now top in Google. Am I correct? Yes. And if I Google what? Tulsa Mortgages, I can find you? Tulsa Mortgage, Tulsa Mortgages. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to Google Tulsa Mortgages. And I'm pulling it up. Thrivers, go ahead and Google it. Thrivers. And we Google it. We Google it. Google, Google, Google. And then bam! Oh, there he is. Steve Currington, Total Lending Concepts. He's number one in the map. And if you scroll down, he's moving up here. He's stevecurrington.com. He's moving up. And if you Google Tulsa men's haircuts, Justin and the elephant in the room are top. He's way topper than I am. Now, you are in a very competitive industry because typically on a, on a mortgage, a mortgage uh, a banker a mortgage professional, you guys make a commission of some kind on the mortgage. Is is it typically 1% or what's the kind of the commission that a mortgage banker, someone who's thinking about becoming a mortgage banker, what kind of uh, commission percentage do you make?
2: It varies on um, experience, obviously, and it varies on um, what type of company you work for and whether you bring it in the door or
1: the company generates it for you. So if it's a $200,000 loan, how much money can a typical mortgage banker make typically?
2: Well, if you're like a top dog, you might make um, what we call in basis points, so you call maybe percent, one and a half percent of that. So you could make thirty five hundred dollars. Two, two, three thousand bucks.
1: Maybe three thousand dollars on a two hundred thousand dollar house. And so that's a that's a pretty good deal. Well, let me tell you what, there's a lot of people who love the idea of making three thousand dollars per customer. Mm -hmm. now they don't like the idea of getting licensed and doing the research and knowing, I mean, helping someone find the right financial package for them. They like the idea of actually doing the work. They love the idea of the income though. Wow. Oh, wow! And so you told me, you said, Hey, collect, I want to get to the top of Google. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. And you came in and you faithfully recorded your podcast. I mean, you talk about diligent doers, uh, thrivers. You know, Proverbs says that God blesses the hand of the diligent. That's Proverbs 10.4. God blesses the hand of the diligent and he punishes the slacker. Is this a biblical show? No. So Steve has just been grinding. I mean, I'm talking about every day. This guy's just grinding. And and so he comes in here. You record a couple hours every single week Mm -hmm. inside the box that rocks a podcast. Woo! that you pay to have transcribed, and whoever has the most text gets to be to the top of Google. Someone says, what? Whoever has the most relevant text, someone should write that down. Whoever has the most relevant text about a subject gets to be the top in Google. And so you are faithfully recording, you and Tyler. And by the way, what's your podcast uh, domain, if people want to check it out?
2: You can find it at stevecurrington.live. It's okay, so dot Steve dot Live stevecurringtonlive.com. Doc- just .live. It's okay. a new domain extension. I bet you didn't know that. SteveCurrington.live. Live. Or on iTunes, you can find it under the Steven Tyler Show. Kind of like, you know, Steven Tyler, like the rock Aerosmith Rocks kind of thing. Yeah, Steven Bam. Tyler.
1: So what you do is you, you'll find it uh, up there, but we, we don't think about is You we were getting here. How early in the morning, typically, to record this? Because you're busy. I mean, you're closing mortgages. You're helping people buy their home. You're helping people finance their home. How how When were you getting here, typically?
2: Well, Sam's here, so I won't lie, but our time is like 6.30, so we usually roll in sometime between about 6.30 and about 6.45 in the morning um, on, win- on the Wednesdays that we record. And then we also do it on Fridays in the afternoon. And then we also have a couple other times that we don't do it in the box that rocks that is like kind of a more of a less official podcast where we're recording. And then we have another guy that works for us that all he does is record. And so, so you're
1: recording. Now, when you got to your 100th podcast, where it was you awesome. did it, what happened?
2: <laughs> well, we came in and we had a giant ice sculpture. That Clay, thank you Clay. That Clay and his team it was awesome because it was like, how did you get this here at like six thirty in the morning? And we had some like I don't drink so we had some bubbly. I think it was like um, grape juice that looked like wine. So that yeah. was awesome. And uh, so we celebrated. And now in the in the box that rocks, we've got you know they put all their you put all your stickers up for every episode. So we have our one hundredth episode that we hit up there right past Clay Clark the jerk.
1: Oh there it is, boom! Just and to that- the right of Clay Clark the jerk. True, that's a, a picture of me with Donald Trump hair. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, Thrivers, is that you put in the work, but we as the business coaching program that we work we work with you, we're honored to work with you, we wanted to celebrate. We wanted to wow you because we care. And so we, we, we did. We said, hey, uh, we honor you. We appreciate you. Here's a nice sculpture. We didn't have to do it. It's not written anywhere. It wasn't part of the agreement. We just did it. And when you go the extra mile, what happens is, The extra mile is is a lonely mile. No one's there with you. And so what happens is people go, wow. And when people wow, that's when you get word of mouth. Because from a cathartic perspective, and someone says, well, what does it mean? What does the word cathartic mean? I'm going to pull up the actual definition here for you. But basically, cathartic is, uh, I think, why the majority of people I know are on Facebook. It provides psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions, causing catharsis so what happens is is a lot of people want to say oh my gosh that restaurant was great or you might call it the law of reciprocity right it's like you feel like you've been given something above what you've paid for so you want to tell somebody about it and so if you're asking me what's the best way to get a referral and I know this sounds brutal I don't ever ask for referrals I don't ever ask but my whole game is to try to Wow the customer so I'm gonna start with Justin here Justin The majority of the elephant in the room business now, the majority, the vast majority, I'd say 60 to 70% of new people, find us as a result of word of mouth. You know, a friend of theirs comes in, gets their haircut for a dollar, tells another friend, oh my gosh, it was awesome. I signed up for a membership you should come into. That's typically the, the flow but that other 30%, they come in from advertising, you know, Facebook, uh, search engine optimization, et cetera, mailers, whatever. But talk to me, what are some things that you do at The Elephant in the Room? I mean, on a very practical basis, what's that experience look like? For somebody who's never been in before, describe for me, what what's, what's step one, what's step two? When I walk in the door, what does that feel like?
3: So people ask all the time, what is a men's grooming lounge? And they'll say, you're not a barbershop, you're not a salon. Y- exactly, we're a men's grooming lounge. So it's a, it's a man's environment, from the decor, the music, the sound, definitely 100% respect, respectful. Um, but as far as the services, with every haircut, you're gonna get a shampoo, condition, hot towel, face moisturizer, and your choice of beverage as well. There's other add-ons such as paraffin hand treatments, uh, essential oil scalp massages. But your first time, I don't get any of these
1: things at Sports right, Clips, right? I don't get them at, at Great Clips, and I know because I spy on these companies. How is it possible? But your first for a dollar?
3: visit is going to be a dollar, and what? that's we, we want to introduce you to because Maybe you've never been real. in before. It doesn't It seems fishy. It seems too so good, you, good to you, be you true. So you can probably get the McRib for a dollar, right? And there's probably a couple other things as well at McDonald's. But what I'm saying is, come in and then you find out if it's good for you. If it's if it's you know what you enjoy. And the guys are blown away, and so they tell their friends. So now they're they're a promoter. I don't pay them, but they go out and they promote for my business. And, you know, it shows that 60% of the guys enjoy it, like it, and sign up for a membership. And so you just first – got to give some away for free. Thrivers, I'm
1: trying to motivate you to do this. I want to encourage you to do this, but I want you to write this down. Someone needs to write this down. The most selfish thing that you could do today, if you're a selfish person, the most selfish thing you could do, the best thing for yourself – is to over-deliver. When you over-deliver, eventually you'll be overpaid. When you exceed the expectations of people, you will eventually be overcompensated. You've got to find a way to wow your customers. And if you're an employee, wow your boss. If you're a husband, wow your wife. If you're a father, wow your kids. You have to over-deliver. I want to get your feedback on this, Steve, because obviously you've grown your business tremendously through word of mouth. What are some of the nuances... Some of the details. What are some of the things that you do differently there at Total Ending Concepts that you, you feel like has generated the massive word of mouth that you now enjoy?
2: One of the things we do, we, we work with a lot of uh believe it or not, self-employed people is one of our niches. And another big part is uh first time buyers. And what our goal is to do is to take the uh the nervousness, the unknown, the um anxiety out of the mortgage process. And one of the ways that we do that is we pre-underwrite every file. So for a lot of our customers, and really most of them, by the time they get in the car and go look at a house, their loan's already approved. So they already know they're approved. There's no anxiety about it. It's like, I'm approved. I just have to go find a house. And that works if If. if, if we get the customer engaged to give us their their stuff. Sometimes... People just aren't in a big hurry to give you their income docs. And sometimes people are well-qualified anyway, so they don't need to. You know, sometimes people are like, look, I got 800-credit score and a million dollars in income. I don't need to do that. But that's one of the ways that we do it. And the other thing is we have a fast closing. Lot People want to close on their house quick, so we have a 21-day closing guarantee. People cl- want to
1: close on their house fast? Yeah.
2: What? Do you know what, like... Um the instant gratification of what America is right now, it's like people want to buy something and like have it. Like I want to buy it right now and have it. So they sign their contract in their house. They're like, so um, do we, cl- do we close tomorrow or you like what's here what tonight? Do, we- tonight? Yeah. We'll stay here. do I get to stay in the house? To- so I noticed that the seller still had a lot of their stuff in there and it's been like three hours. I mean, do I get to move in in the morning? <laughs> so our thing is pre underwrite it, right? Get it out of the way ahead of time. And then just close as fast as we can because people want the instant gratification, right, of getting in the house as soon as they possibly can. So that's another thing that we do is we just try to close fast, right?
1: Now, if you're a, if you're a Thriver out there, you can text us right now at any time. You can text us 918-851-6920. Now, Justin, here's a question coming in hot for you, my friend. Thrivers want to know, what does it, what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself motivated? I get that question all the time. People are texting that in right now. What do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself motivated?
3: I, I think about at the low times. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> to, to stay motivated on a daily basis, you've got to surround yourself with the, the positive people, those mentors. So people where I want to go or I want to be. So, uh, you know, Clay, early on, you know, uh, you know, shadowed you in a lot of businesses and and, and um, you mentored me, you know, Dr. Z as well. So if it's a podcast, if it's a book, if it's something, a CD on tape while you're driving and you listen to, um, that will keep you motivated. Have those daily goals, have the weekly goals, the monthly goals, the yearly goals, and then surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. Now, Steve... I'm going to ask you the same question. What do you do on a daily basis to keep you motivated, to
1: keep yourself motivated? What is your your process? Uh, For me, it's energy.
2: Um, For me, it's uh, knowing what your goals are and then trying to get there. And um, I get bored real easy. Mm. So for me, I have to be constantly moving and constantly doing something. Otherwise, I get bored and I get complacent. So some of the things that I do is I reach really high in my goals so that, you know, like buying really expensive cars that you have to pay for and like, oh, I got, I got to go hustle now because I got to go get that. I got to get to that next that next level. So it's hard though, especially when you're a business owner because there's no one there to go. There's nobody there to, to kick and hug you, is there,
1: right? Now, Thrivers, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Andrew Carnegie, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Andrew Carnegie is one of the world's most successful people. And one of the things he said is he says, people who cannot motivate themselves must must accept mediocrity. Again, he says, people that cannot motivate themselves must accept mediocrity. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about how I motivate myself on a daily basis. And my goal is to help you. Um, stay motivated. It's like taking a shower every day, every single day. I recommend every day you want to take a shower, not just on the days that you're feeling uh, motivated, right? You want to take a shower every single day, even on the days you don't feel motivated. Otherwise, you're going to start to smell weird. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about how to stay motivated when we come back.
7: My name is Sean Lohman and I'm from here in Tulsa actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties and then I fix them up and then I sell them for a profit. Well Thrive is very non-industry specific, so when we come here there's business owners from all different aspects of business, you know, they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's, he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses, so he's, he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. Uh, it's an intimate environment, you know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners, so you get a chance to ask questions and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here, it was Friday. So, you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really, um, motivating environment to be in to see, you know, how how this business is done, basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get, you know, non-specific with with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable consistently he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that uh, I don't see enough questions being asked and sometimes that's just natural um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions they're missing out on the opportunity to learn and so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing it's you If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that i I went to six actually in the last year, so uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, they're all, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it, so I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people Is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome.
1: Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. And we're answering questions from real Thrivers, people just like you. Phone number is 918-851-6920. And again, text us right now, 918-851-6920. And again, 918-851-6920. And one of the questions we're getting a lot is how do you stay motivated? I'm going to walk you through um, my process for doing this. And uh, it's going to probably offend half of you. And then we'll just kind of recover after that, okay? My main thing is I encourage you to figure out what you give a crap about. What you care about. Go ahead and make a list for these F6 items. What you care about, okay? So faith, family, right? Finances, fitness, friendships, and fun. I repeat, faith, family, Finance, right? Finances, fitness, fun, what? Repeat, faith, right? Family, someone needs to write these goals down. What are your goals for your faith? What are your goals for your family? What are your goals for your friendships? What are your goals for your fitness? What are your goals for your finances? What are your goals for your fun? And then in my humble and strong opinion, my number one goal every day is to make sure that I make progress on those areas And I just don't give a crap about anything else. And so we had a great thriver like you today that reached out. And I I appreciate you doing this. And I care. And I want to make sure you get what I'm saying. They said, hey, I would love it if you could speak at a breakfast on Wednesday morning. There's a breakfast on Wednesday morning coming up in September. It's a reasonable ask. I think you're a good human. I want to help you. And I said, here's the deal. Wednesday morning now with my new schedule, that's when I'm working out. And after I work out, what I do is I have a meeting at six. So it's not possible. And they said, Well, what about Thursday? I said, Well, Thursday, I'm working out, and then I have a meeting. It's not possible. So what about Friday? I said, Well, Friday, that's the day where I don't have a workout, but I get up early and I do my reading, you know? And they said, Well, what about Monday? And we go through this, and I was pretty tactful. I said, But here's the deal if you want to come to one of our in person workshops um, on April uh, 21st and 22nd, I have a scholarship. I can either get you in for free or we have a great, great packages for you. I would love to connect with you. I'll answer any questions you have. Uh, I'll be here. Um, Dr. Z is here in the box that rocks. We are 100% here. But if not, I'm chasing my wife around or spending time with my kids because I love my kids, right? So faith, I love spending time a couple hours a week doing the church thing. I love that. I love the family. I love spending time with my kids. I love friendships. I love, I mean, I'm being being transparent. I love spending time with Steve. He's a great guy. He's a source of energy. He's compassionate. He cares. He's got a vision for his life. I love spending time with Justin. But people that want to have success and are willing to do the work are sort of a rare breed. And it is draining for me Surround, to, to surround myself with negative people, people who want to complain about the weather, politics, whatever. And so I, I want to encourage you that once you are, are fulfilled and then someone says, yes, you're so selfish. All you care about is yourself, you sick freak. Work with me. Once you are achieving your F6 goals, faith, family, finances, fitness, friendship, and fun, now you have this overflowing cup. You have more than what you, you're a source of energy. You're a source of inspiration because inspiration is a reward. You don't have to. Inspiration is not what you need to get started. It's the reward you get for having started. You know, Inspiration is is the reward. And so Dr. Z is an example. He's living a, a life of an F6 success story to the fullest. So he texts me and he says, hey, do your kids want to attend a concert in the luxury box at the BOK? I would love to I'd be honored if you guys could come. Well, that's because he has an abundance of time freedom and financial freedom. So he's reaching out to me out of the goodness of his heart with no, there's no reward for him saying, hey, do you want to come? But he couldn't do that if he was living in poverty. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said that the key to helping the poor is step number one, don't become poor, right? <laughs> right. So the thing is, is that, Interesting we, that works. We, we, we all have polls. And so we have another Thriver who texts us in. I want to read this question to you, Steve. The, the question comes in here, 918 6920 851 6920 Steve how do you prioritize your own success when everyone tries to pull you away from your goals how do you, how, how do you achieve your own success when everyone's trying to pull you away from your own goals how do you do it Steve I have a cardinal rule just as you were saying that anything or
2: anyone that takes energy from me that isn't an energy bringing energy to me I just don't give them time mm. because I call it, um, and I had a coach for years, Dr. Steve Green, amazing, and he used to tell me, the people in the valley, valley, they're in the valley, they're reaching up and they're grabbing your ankles and they're trying to pull you down into the, like the valley with them, like the bad name. Oh, come down here where it sucks. And so my focus is anything or anyone that takes energy from me. I just don't spend time with them. Kind of like Justin said, you surround yourself with with people that are at a place where you want to be. That's part of the reason, Clay, a big part of the reason why I try to spend a lot of time at the Thrive 15 offices because of that energy, because of the people that are here, because of the, the ambiance that's here that kind of gets you in that. I, I, I stuck a phone in one of the back offices, right? So I could go in and make my, make my calls here where there was like some good energy where I could keep positive. And that's what I do. I just try to keep out, If you're an energy stealer, if you're a time stealer, time waster, you're a person in the valley that's bringing me down, and you just don't get my time.
1: You know, uh, someone needs to write this down. It's a profound get down here. So write this down. It says, inspiration is the reward, right? But in action, so not taking action. In action is your giant, right? And action is your sword. Again, inspiration is the reward. But in in action is your giant. Action is your sword. So a lot of you are wanting to be inspired, And then you're going to take action. But I'm telling you, when you take action and you actually do what you're supposed to do, you're going to sow those seeds and your your, your results are going to create inspiration for others. As an example, uh, Jennifer, one of our Thrivers, flew in here from Tucson, Arizona to our most recent in-person Thrive Time workshop, which, by the way, you can get your tickets at Thrivetimeshow.com. The next one is coming up April 21st and 22nd. It's 15 hours of power from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. She flies in, and she says, "A Thriver's pulling her aside, talking to her, and says, Hey, how have you uh, benefited from the Thrive 15 platform, or what have you learned? And she says, We've grown from three physical therapy centers to six in the past 18 months. And they're like, what? What? Well, it's not because she was exposed to knowledge. No, it's because she, she was exposed to knowledge and she decided to take action. Now, what's exciting is we come back, uh, Justin Moore. A lot of you, is kind of a mysterious character. A lot of you have kind of discovered this guy. He's the founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. And full disclosure, he's my brother-in-law. And he has been building this business, and many of you are members now to Elephant in the Room. And so you've started to Google the guy, and you're going, what motivates this guy? What makes him tick? And I bet you you're wondering, how does he deal with the the feedback? I mean, there's, there's people who write hateful things on Facebook. They write great things on Facebook. They write hateful things on Google reviews. They write great things on Google reviews. On the average, people love the place. On the average, the business is growing, but how does he fight through those daily battles where everyone's trying to distract him and reach out to him? It's got to be tough, and I know a lot of you are wanting to know, you know, how do you, how do you, Justin Moore, how do you, Steve Currington, you guys are some of the top in your field, the top in your industry, you're the top in Tulsa, how do you achieve your life goals when everyone's pulling you to do something um, that really isn't on your to-do list how do you do it i mean how do you get through the emails how do you get through the questions how do you make it happen stay tuned thrivetimeshow.com
9: my name is tyler schultz with witness security from here in tulsa well i actually started listening to uh thrive on the radio 1170 and uh then i got my dad into uh listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us a little bit higher in different markets. Um, We Then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's gonna help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, The interview process, the employee process, Uh, if employee's not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, He just wants to get into each and every uh person's business and help you out oh, i know i've asked a couple of questions and he's uh broken down that question and answered it uh in several different ways there there are so many different things the seo uh first and foremost he will help you get the the more business coming in and then once that is coming in then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what What do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500, and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it.
1: The Thrive Time Show on the radio. My name is Clay Clark, and I am joined today with two men in Tulsa who have been, uh, um, uh, they've been presented the opportunity that we've all been given. The only thing about them that's different is that they have applied diligence on a steady uh, basis. They've basically done what they've needed to do when they didn't want to do it, and so now they are what you would call a success story. Now people say, how did you do it? And so we have the leader of Tulsa Mortgages, the guy who's leading the mortgage industry in Tulsa. It's a Steve Currington of Total Lending Concepts. And we have Justin Moore, the guy who has built um, Tulsa's best local men's grooming experience. And you say, best? Well, isn't he your brother-in-law? He is my brother-in-law. Well, what's what? by what measure do you define best? Well, I would say um, Google reviews. I would say the number of, uh, the amount of gross revenue. I would say the number of members I would say the amount of facial hair. These are all categories he's winning in. Definitely so on Justin, the facial hair. Yeah. Definitely. And so it's,
2: it's wonderful, by the way. It looks great.
1: Amish paradise. Now, Justin, I want to ask you, for the thrivers out there who want to know, because we, we're getting text messages in right now to 918-851-6920. How do you focus on achieving your goals and fighting through those daily distractions now that the business has grown to a certain point?
3: Yes. Yeah, so the daily distractions it, it can be generated from in-house, maybe em- employees. You know, uh, Steve, you just said hey, are your employees. I got, you got a minute, Steve? You know, if you you take everyone's uh, you know uh, calls to that, you're gonna have no minutes for what you need to get done on your plate, and your to-do right. list is never get done, or your your F six goals of their clay. So prioritizing, tar- prior mean, staying it in your lane. So you've got to have that driving force. So. Um, ultimately, you, you do have to care about your employees. You ask them how their, their weekend is, but if they, then that's their whole goal that day, their task, and they're sharing everyone, their story from the weekend. You wouldn't believe what happened to me. Um, you've got to pull that person aside. You've got to have the conversation. You've got to stay on track. So one, you've got to manage your own self and your time and know what your lane is because ultimately, if we're sitting on talking and not making money, we all don't have jobs then a the day.
1: I'll, I'll give you an example. Of a T.D. Jakes has a sermon about this. And I'm sure what I'm saying will disagree somehow with T.D. Jakes. So You got to sort through the, the scripture yourself. But T.D. Jakes talks about turtles and giraffe. Now he says a turtle sees the world from its perspective. It's on the ground. Uh, Steve, Its its belly is on the ground and it sees what insects and dirt and mud and, you know, animal dung. I mean, it, turtles are pretty low to the ground, especially animal dung. It's pretty gross. And then you have a giraffe. Now, a giraffe, you know, from your professional experience, you know, having been a mortgage professional, you know, having uh, watched various programs as a kid, you know, going through the school system, a giraffe would see what? They would see a lot more of
2: the world because they're high. It's like being tall or you know, if you're real short and you're walking through the uh, Walmart, all the, the clothing racks are bigger, higher than you are, so you don't know what's going on around. So a giraffe, so, though,
1: would see though the blue sky, the yeah. green trees. These are things that would be true from right. their perspective. Right. You said, Mr. Giraffe, what do you see? They would say, I truly see blue skies, green grass. You say, Mr. Turtle, what do you see? I see insects. I see mud. I see cow dung. Both are true statements. The thing you have to understand, Thrivers, is that if you want to become successful, your net work is your net worth. Who who you surround yourself will become your normal. And so I don't want to get into all the specifics on today's show, but I will just tell you, being around Dr. Zellner um, or or David Robinson, uh, the basketball player who's who's a partner of thrive15.com, Or uh, Michael Levine. I remember Michael Levine interviewing Michael Levine. He's the PR consultant for Michael Jackson's estate for Nike, Pizza Hut, huge companies. When you're around these guys, their standard of excellence is so much higher than that of the average person. And it becomes a thing where you want to raise up your game to rise to the occasion. And all I would say is if you're not surrounded by people where you are consistently the dumbest person in the room, you're probably not going to do very well. So, Steve, I want to ask you about your first mentor, the guy who made the biggest impact on your life. Wasn't it Mr. Green? Is that right? Yeah, Dr. Steve Green. How was his uh, normal, his temperature, if you will, different from where you were living at the time or his mindset? What kind of things did you learn by surrounding yourself with somebody as excellent as Dr. Green?
2: Well, Justin hit on it earlier with when you were talking about your team and receiving feedback. I learned real early from him that the praise and the, oh, you're doing a great job is like all fun and it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. But if you can be a receiver of the negative feedback that is there to help you get better,
1: um, then you'll grow and you'll
2: get better. A lot of people don't want to hear what they're doing wrong.
1: You know, there's a notable quotable I'll give you right now. If you seek criticism and not praise, you'll get a raise. Carlton Pearson told me that, and he goes, "If you will just seek criticism, and not praise, you'll always get a raise." Yeah, and I thought, man, that is so true. And just the other day, he was at our house. Um, he's been helping me on some speech coaching, helping me improve my game, and you know, we're getting great reviews on the on the Thrive Time workshops. But I want to be best in the world. You know, I don't want to be best in Oklahoma. People are saying, "Oh, you're best in Oklahoma, best I've seen." Well, maybe you haven't seen everybody. You know, right? Um, well, he he sits there and gives me feedback. He goes, "Well, this is what." You could have done better. This part here was really good. This part here that we need to do better here. Here's how you could have done better. Um, how hard is it though to learn to seek criticism? Because that's just taught. I mean, it's almost like society or the people around you tell you that's not normal to seek criticism. Well, I think it's you know you don't
2: you can open any business book and find that you learn in your failure, not in in your wins. I mean, you're everybody's growing more when they fail than they are when high here's the other thing too everybody's by your side when you're winning oh you
1: know? yeah oh you're the man when, bro when you,
2: when you bro, you're the man when you when you're failing there ain't a there's nobody around they right? scatter. so my thing is is I, I i'm i think i'm pretty pretty smart right so i kind of figure out like well i gotta fall down and get knocked down and get beat up and and fail and get hurt like as quick and as fast as i can so that i can learn right being an expert they dr Green taught me is 10,000 hours so the question is, how quick can you get to ten thousand hours? Like, how can you get there? Well, the the you can they also say you can you can sh- cut that time down by getting a coach or somebody that knows what they're doing. And that was my goal. So I don't know.
1: And that's what a lot of people. Um, I will tell you the one thing that people tell me they love most about our business coaching program is that uh, Justin, you tell me if this is if this is weird or not. Okay, but like when you now own elephant in the room, there's probably many people that are related or not related who want to give you feedback about the business but they don't know the first thing about running a successful company. And so when they give you feedback, it's kind of like, that's not criticism I need. But if a guy like Dr. Zellner gives you feedback, that's feedback you need. Can you talk to me about how you've learned to seek criticism from mentors and not from just randos? Because I think there's a lot of randos out there that don't know what they're talking about, and it, it can be easy to like seek criticism from the wrong people. Talk to me about how, how you've been
3: able to do that. So I was talking to someone the other day, and it was actually an employee. And the um, conversation came up about employees, and they said, "Oh, your goal is to treat everyone equals, it's the same. Everyone's opinion matters, the mm. same." I said, "No, you're wrong. They don't." And um, but if you want your opinion to matter, if you want someone to come to your advice, you've not you have to know those systems. So there was actually someone that came into my shop recently that. Um, we are related to, I uh, won't mention any names, oh. and we're right off the bat, it's, you know what you should have done, you know what you could have done, you know, you, need, you know what you need to do, and I just, I, I look over their shoulder, see if people are following them, I look at their bank account, I look at maybe the car they drive, right, these material look at the, you things, look at the fruit. Right? you look, at the, look fruit. at the fruit, right, they have good relationships in their, in their life and with others, you know, and then I and I go off that, so, and, and, and you know, so for your screen, when I was 26, I, I you could not give me, no one gave me feedback, but as soon as you gave me feedback at 26, I started listening and things started happening.
1: Now, Thrivers, I'm telling you what. We come back, we're gonna walk you through the specifics of what a healthy mentorship relationship looks like. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com.
4: Carter, this is my wife, Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know. Got tired of listening to radio all the time, and I can't plug my phone into my truck, it's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful, it's, it's been great, it's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know entertaining uh, flight can be as well. Um,
10: Yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time. Is I can take pictures I'm good at it I have my prices and everything but it's hard to get the clientele so learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great we're so grateful to be here I think I can go home and like I have it written out the the steps that I need to take and and everything it's very practical
4: yeah a big thing that's that's helped me um, you know even without business stuff is just you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life.
10: I love it. Yeah. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining. And I, I just love being here. It's awesome.
4: I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction. Even if it isn't, you know, a constant. Raise my hand. Here's the question. Here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of fill, Just, just a smaller, it's for, small yeah. Market.
10: They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So,
4: he yeah. has been very giving with his his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you yeah, know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, they're like, "I hope you're not joining some get-rich scheme," yeah. like, <laughs> you know. Even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again.
1: All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It's business school without the BS. And, yes, my name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year sent here to help you persevere. I think a lot of people out there, we want to have success, but we don't know what to do. And um, the first step to becoming a successful entrepreneur, the first step is you have to be curious about how somebody got to where you want to get to. And that's where I love that's why I love the text message move now. You can text 918 851 6920. 851 6920 Two zero. And our final question comes from a Thriver who wants to know, what does a healthy business coaching relationship look like? So, Steve, uh, because you know I'm obviously selling things, we have a business coaching school, I'm going to uh, tee it up to you, my friend. I mean, and we obviously have the, the pleasure of working with your business, and all I can say from my perspective is that you know mortgages, you know lending, you know all the things related to your skill. But I think the benefit that I see that, that our business coaching program provides for you is we do everything else i mean the graphic design the photography the video the search engine optimization all those other things that go around the thing that you're an expert at can you kind of explain your your business coaching experience with myself or the team um yeah i mean i'm
2: a huge fan obviously uh you probably know that because i've told you a lot but for me it's as a business owner and as somebody who's running a business and ultimately, Clay, I get paid when I close mortgage loans. I'm still – I don't get a big old fat salary from the company to run the company. I, I get paid when I close loans. Yeah. So, But I also have other responsibilities. Like I was saying this morning, I was fixing a computer that needed to be fixed. I'm like the resident IT guy, but I also got to go produce loans. So to have somebody that's competent, that uh, has character, that can take care of the stuff that I know need to get done in my business and has the skill set – to do the stuff that I can't afford to do or I'd have to have a hired position to do every one of them and then I'd have to manage it and we kind of had that talk last Friday in our meeting is like hey look I want to take this and like give it back to you (laughs) because I don't want to manage that anymore. I'll
1: give you an example Um, a graphic designer um, just a member of my team you know we we pay the person you know $4,300 a month plus all the things that go with that the lease the insurance the taxes the $6,000, we will call it. Um, I see a lot of business owners who go, you know, I'm going to hire my own graphic designer. Well, you do that, but now you've got $6,000 a month that you're going to deal with and the emotions of managing that person and those kind of things. And so Dr. Z and I have tried to make it very, very affordable um, because we both know what it's like to need a mentor. Um, But I've told the Thrivers, he's been there for me in my life at times where I'm going, I've had to earn that respect. I've had to work hard. I'm always sort of... uh, it's, I'm shocked a lot of times when he's in the, on the radio show. I'm like, is he actually here? He's here? Why is he here? Um, but Dr. Z cares about people, and there's many times where he's helped me, and I didn't know the answer. You know, I know the answer is now, and we've actually got a chance to sit down with him and to uh, write our thir- his 13-point business systems into a book that we now call the Boom Book that we teach at our workshop to business owners who want to make their business boom. But to me, a mentor relationship is when someone tells you what you need to know, whether you want to hear it or not, right. and it's correct. Right. And to me, I mean, someone who teaches you what you need to know, whether you want to hear it or not, and they're correct. Um, Justin, I want to ask you, man, you've had some mentors in your life and different people. From your perspective, I mean, what does what a, a business mentorship relationship look like? For someone out there who's looking for a healthy business mentor, I mean, what, what should a healthy business mentorship relationship look like?
3: Yeah, so some some mentors are, are ones you can actually meet face to face, maybe for an hour each week, um, and ultimately you guys discuss common goals. Um, they can help lead you and guide you. They challenge you. They give you that feedback. Um, some some are uh, you know pastors' sermons. I, I, Willie George, for example, at Church in the Move, uh, I learned tremendous things from him. And I've uh, only met him just passing by a couple of times. Uh, haven't sat down one-on-one. But you can still learn from those people. But ultimately, I realize always have a pen and, and pad, paper, my notebook, uh, or taking notes. And ultimately, is this someone that is where I want to go in that area of life?
1: Now, I will just encourage you right now, if you're listening, um, the mentor has to have achieved what you want to achieve. So... Um, I want to make sure we're getting this. Um, Dr. Z, you know, he, he drives a Porsche, and he's in that Land Rover, and he has a nice house and these things. Um, but he's achieved what I would consider to be success, okay? His businesses are doing well. If you go to Dr. Robert and Associates, it's doing fine. His auto auction's dominating. He's growing. He's expanding. Uh, my business is Epic Photography. Um, obviously, I'm an investor with Justin Elephant in the room and then Thrive and Make Your Life Epic. These things take off. And if you if you look at that person and you say, that is somebody or that that system produces the fruit that I want in my life you really have two choices and and Steve I want to get your take on this because you have choice number 1 which is oh it's luck oh they must be lucky you know they and then number 2 is, is okay maybe they know something that I don't know mm-hmm. and i think that 95% of people say you know gosh they they probably are just lucky you know they don't they don't think about man this person maybe knows something that i don't know Can you talk to me, or could you maybe talk to your younger self before you realized the value of mentorship and why it's so important to to ask those tough questions? I mean, what does this person know that I don't know? Yeah, Dr. Green took me through,
2: and this has been great for me. There's four levels. There's unconscious incompetence. Like, I I don't know what I don't know. Mm. And that's because I just don't know. (laughs) And then there's conscious incompetence. Well, I know I don't know some stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of business people hang out in the unconscious incompetence. They don't know what they don't know. And they're perfectly happy down there sucking, not knowing what they don't know. And so you have to have a mentor that's going to push you. That's going to tell you, we used to call it that you got spinach in your tooth. You know, you got that friend that if you're like eating salad and you get done with dinner and he's like, bro, you got a little something. And then you got those people that will just sit there and stare at you. Right. For like Six hours, and they won't tell you that you got spinach in your teeth, or beard, or beard, right, or in your beard. So you got to have somebody that's willing to tell you the things, right? Because you want to move from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence to to conscious competence, and that's like, hey, I know some what I'm doing, but I start to think about it.
1: I'm going to give you the Thrivers an example, Um, Steve. If you Google Tulsa mortgages right now, Mm -hmm. or Justin, if you Google um, Tulsa men's haircuts, both of you guys enjoy top placement in Google. Justin knows more about men's grooming than I'll ever know. I mean, he knows more about the style. If you wanted to talk about men's grooming and style and, and accessories, and I, I, I don't know. I defer to him. So he would be like a style mentor. I'm being serious. If I ever said, hey, I want to get serious about style, that's the guy. He knows. The, I mean, he's had many people reach out to him. You know, the biggest distraction with the business is he's had people reach out to him to want to be a style consultant. He knows his thing. And you, Steve, know mortgages.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the thing is, uh, I think a healthy business coaching relationship is you have to understand it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So it's a thing of like elephant in the room. Um, wouldn't be top in Google if our Thrive Fifteen coaching program wasn't wasn't powering that. But we would have nobody to optimize without his vision if he didn't have the vision there would be no customers right so it's a win win and so i would just encourage you encourage you right now to think about um where you're at in life and if you feel stuck what i challenge you to do today is uh one i mean maybe explore a new haircut i mean maybe go to elephant in the room and try the justin is it is it a dollar right now for the first haircut
3: Oh yeah, it's a one dollar for your first haircut at the downtown location and Broken Arrow. But in all sincerity, in all
1: sincerity, yes, definitely get the haircut, get the new look, get the new style. But I encourage you to come out to one of our in-person workshops. We had Thrivers this past one from Nashville. We had them from California, uh, from Texas. From Boston, I love when the Bostonians come in because there's a certain like they are intense over there. But yeah. the, a Bostonian and an Oklahoman are speaking. The Bostonian is like so fast, so intense. The Oklahoman's so calm, so understanding. Watching that that connection points are pretty incredible. But I encourage you to go to ThriveTimeShow.com and click on conferences and book your ticket for April 21st and 22nd. Because of the generous um, donations and contributions of many of the and uh, venture capitalists out there, it's now affordable for everybody. There's zero reason to not attend. It's two days. It's fifteen hours, and we start at seven am. We go till 3 pm. every day. If you're from out of town, you're listening to our podcast. We're located by Oklahoma's largest uh, new casino there. Steve, have you seen the new casino? Have you been to visited the new casino there by the riverwalk by the riverwalk there? It's kind of a big deal. Justin, have you visited, have you seen it, have you been there
3: yet? Not yet, but next next month we're going. It, it's going.
1: beautiful though. Yeah. It's it's sharp. It's a sharp looking facility. We're also located by a three story golf facility here off the Jinx Riverwalk. Uh, there's great places to eat, great things to do, and when you sit at the conference, you're not crammed into a hotel room. I mean, you can sprawl out. We have large desks. We have a nice coffee bar, but more importantly, we answer each and every business question that you could possibly have. So you owe it to your you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family. You owe it to your wallet to achieve financial freedom, Justin. How good does it feel now on the other end, seeing Elephant in the Room thriving? How good does it feel?
3: Yeah, the, the other side, the other side. It, it's scary as I oh, will get it. So it, it's terrifying, and and so, but there's amazing reward with that. So um, that that's one thing as far as being an entrepreneur. Each and every day is it, it falls on your shoulders. You're the, you're the one. There's no one behind you that you turn to. Um, you've got to work those hours. So but there's benefits that that y'all can reap.
1: Now, Steve, you know, you know, there's a lot of problems you all have, but it's nice when money isn't one. How does it feel to drive in that Lamborghini, my friend? How does it feel? It's awesome. Awesome. This just (laughs) is as always, Thrivers. Three, two, one, boom.